Well, the match just wrapped up at Leicester. We lost two to one. I feel like the 11 that finished the game should have been the 11 that were starting. But we won't go there. Ugly game. That the first goal that Leicester scored was crap. Just blown coverage on defense. I mean, we played good. I thought offensively we played good. Just a bunch of guys just missed chances. Uh, really solid chances. You know, Glenn Murray's late, and I think 88th minute comes to mind. Naki's in the first half comes to mind. Just it's been the story of the season of this of this year, 2019 at least. Just not finishing opportunities. We're just not scoring goals when we need to, and that's why we haven't won a game in 2019. Um, well, silver lining is Cardiff lost today. I think it finished up three nothing. So that 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 definitely doesn't hurt us. But it comes down to Saturday, and in my opinion, an absolute must win. <laughs> if we don't get a good result against Huddersfield, I think the chances of going down are going to go up exponentially. So if that pressure doesn't get these guys going, I don't know what will. But looking forward to Saturday. This one sucked. I thought we were good enough to to get a result, but I thought we'd been good enough to get results in some of the, a lot of these games that we're not getting results in. So, so let's look forward to Saturday and hope we just beat the hell out of them. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Together, a Brighton Hove Albion podcast. Uh, this is recording on a Thursday, um, two days after the Leicester game. Uh, you'll have heard the, the fallout from Mile High Seagulls there. Um, I agree with a lot of what he said. Uh, and we'll talk about that now. Um, I'm really going to freestyle today because despite the fact that the game was two days ago, uh, my schedule hasn't really allowed me to plan too much on what I want to write, what I want to write, what I want to speak here, um, or at all write anything down. So really, I'm just going to go off some eye tests and what I saw and uh, really just scroll through the stats as we're talking. Um, we'll do a very brief good, bad and ugly, I guess. Um, I think the good probably has to be, uh, the fact that we actually created a lot of chances this week. Uh, and against lesser opposition, I like to think we may have got more. Um, I think we were hard done by, uh, in that, you know, Glenn Murray missed a really good opportunity. Knockout missed a really good opportunity. Uh, Schmeichel made an unbelievable save. Uh, proper got his first goal. Um, I thought, Altogether, for 70 minutes of that game, we were pretty good, um, and we looked like a Premier League team. Unfortunately, the other 20 minutes, we looked like a League Two team, um, and we were punished for it. Um, we looked awful to start with. Uh, we were ripped apart for the first 10 minutes. Um, they got the goal, and we were really poor. Um, and then for the last 15 minutes, I was really disappointed with the sheer lack of pressure that we gave them at all. Um, we didn't close them down. We didn't look to, we looked like a team that were holding out for a point, um, as opposed to a team that were pushing on for a win. And we were, we weren't even drawing. <laughs> it was, it was a bizarre thing to see us kind of take our foot off the gas. It didn't make a lot of sense. Um, Another part of the good would be Izquierdo coming on for 10 minutes. Got 10 minutes of uh, game time this week, which is always a good sign. And Basuma getting 40 minutes. Um, that obviously go And Davy Proper getting his first Premier League goal, which is huge for him. Um, way overdue. And I thought he probably played the best game. You know, he was probably his... He was the man of the match for me. Um, he had a couple of shots, key pass. Uh, his pass accuracy was up at 81%. Um, and he had plenty of touches on the ball as well. It's not like he was shy. Um, and 
Yeah, so debut proper is my man of the match. Uh, and, you know, the bad probably has to go for uh, Pascal Gross, who got hurt. Um, he's now definitely out for Hood. Blessing in disguise, possibly, um, because everybody has... Uh, I've been asking for Bisuma to start for a little while, and at this point, pretty much the entire fan base is clamoring for him to start, and it's kind of now really not much choice in the matter. He's going to have to start. Um, he's clearly our next best midfielder, if not one of our best three anyway. Um, so into the team he comes uh, at Pascal's expense. So it sucks for him, but at the same time, it may end up being a blessing in disguise. Um and I think the other part of the bad is obviously that 20 minutes. We were absolutely atrocious. Um, I think Gaetan Bong was really poor, kept out like always, like out of position an awful lot. Uh, I thought Dunk and Duffy were atrocious at times, Dunk especially. Um, he was just as culpable for that first goal as Bong was. Bong was out of position, but Dunk was in position and still screwed it up. Um, he was really poor. And... The ugly, uh, the ugly probably is going to be two things. Um, the ugly number one is Chris Hutton's starting lineup. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly uh, with Mile High that the the eleven that finished the game probably should have been more like the eleven that started it. Um, what Gaytan Bong has on Chris Hutton in terms of blackmail, I would love to know um, because there is simply no way on earth that he should be starting a game over Bernardo. Um, no way on God's green earth should he be first choice left back when they are your two choices. Um, I've seen a couple of people online saying that we need to strengthen up fullback. We don't. We just need to play our best one. And we're not, which is ugly. Um, and secondly, I, you know, I don't know what it is that Bissouma has to do to start. Um, we have been told by Chris uh, and his mantra has been since he came to the Albion that you play your way into the team and the players that play well keep their spot in the team well Bisuma has been playing well every time he's been on the pitch in the last you know this 2019 and Bisuma can't get a start to save his life and frankly he's only going to get starts now due to an injury um, it shouldn't really be that way he should have started he should have started Tuesday um you know, at the expense of Dale Stevens or at the expense of Pascal Gross. You know, it doesn't matter which one you take out of there. Both of them are subpar right now. Um, you know, it's just a lot. And the, the second part of the ugly is Jamie Vardy's tackle. Um, once again, we can look back and think if only VAR was there because it was a very ugly challenge. Um, I have been appearing on uh, the Premier League fan zone um, it's a TV show on NBC Sports Gold for those in the US and around the world that aren't in England. Um, and what they do is they, they have a different topic every day. And like sometimes I'll get an email, sometimes I won't. And they ask me to come onto the show and give my opinions as a Brighton fan. Um, I've been doing it for a, a couple of months, like about a month and a half now. Um, I've had some really cool conversations with a lot of different people. Um, they normally have some pretty big names on there. Uh, and this week, just today, uh, I got asked to come on last minute um, to speak about Vardy's tackle with ex-Premier League referee Chris Foy. Um, I tweeted this too, um, and we spoke about it. It wasn't a very long conversation. It was only two or three minutes, but we spoke about the uh, the tackle and whether I thought it was a red card, and I said I did think it was a red card. I, I thought he was out of control. Um, he, both feet were off the ground. Although it wasn't a two-footed challenge, it was definitely an uncontrolled challenge, um, and he was coming at pace too. 
Uh, and honestly, I think if that would have been um, Dale Stevens or I think if that would have been Anthony Knockart, I think he probably gets a red card. Um, but he's at home and he's Jamie Vardy and he gets a yellow. Um, and and Foy agreed entirely. He thinks that was a red card offence. And, you know, when you have... Uh, professional referees, ex-professional referees who refereed at the very top level, um, agreeing with little old me that, you know, this should have been a red card. It it becomes less of a, a victim complex and feeling like you're always being targeted, but it may just be through, and bl- through blue and white specs. Um, and more, you know, you start really believing that, you know, you are getting the real bad end of the stick on some of these things. Um, and if the refereeing decisions are to even themselves out over the course of the season. We are due a huge dose of luck um, over the next couple of games. And I'll tell you this for free. It ain't going to start Saturday because we have Mike Dean in charge Saturday and he is on the hunt for his hundredth red card. Um, So I expect at least one red card to be shown this weekend um, because the star of the show, Mike Dean will not allow it to be. Otherwise it's got to be all about him. Um, but this weekend is really the be-all and end-all for the Albion. Um, this is definitely our first must-win game of the season. Uh, there is no room for must-not-lose. Uh, I think a point is just as detrimental as a defeat. Um, I think that if we weren't to win, there would be questions asked. But if we are to, if we win, um, we'll start with the win perspective. So if we win, uh, we go up onto 30 points. Um, we have another home game this week, this this week, this month. Um, that's incredibly winnable. Uh, Saints at home. Hopefully, Mile High can be the good omen there and see us through. Um, and you know, people chins chins go up, shoulders go back. Start believing in ourselves a little bit more. Um, and hopefully, March can be a really productive month. You know, uh, this this could be that this is going to be the 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 huge. Um, watershed moment of our season i have no doubt that what we are seeing after game 38 uh we are going to be able to go back and look at this game in particular huddersfield on saturday and say this is where this this was the one where we either turned it around or fell apart or option c which we'll go into in a minute um Obviously, I hope it's option A and we we turn it around and we start pushing on. Um, But the conversation has to be had of in case we don't. Um, So the lose scenario, um, this is really an unacceptable scenario. Losing at home, uh, just outside of playing the top six, in my opinion, is unacceptable. Um, We should be looking to take points off of everybody at home because of just how good we are at home. Um, that's probably a, like a, like a bold thing to be saying, but you know, we have a good home record for a reason. Um, I expect us to continue that trend. Um, and against the team that are bottom of the league, uh, I expect three points uh, this weekend. Um, anything else is a failure. Uh, and yes, a point is a point, but I don't think it's enough at this stage, uh, both morale wise or result wise to, to get us on the up and up and coming um so i think that we need to we need to win and if we don't win and if we lose um the atmosphere at the amex may get very toxic very quickly um it was already getting there against burnley uh and i worry that well i don't worry i know i know if we lose to huddersfield they're going to be booed off the pitch and people are going to start turning on chris hutton and 
it's tough at that point to defend him. Um, there is a point in every business, uh, in every organization where the owner or the big decision maker has to decide, uh, regardless of sentimental value or personal feelings, um, what is best for business. And if we were to lose Saturday, uh, Tony Bloom will have to take a very long, very hard look at what we're doing and what he thinks he can do to change it. And if that results in Chris Hutton no longer being managers after Saturday, then that's what happens. Um, I, realistically, if we were to do that, we would have until the Southampton game to bed a new manager in. Um, I don't think the Palace game is going to be winnable simply because we're away at Selhurst and we're never winnable there. Um, and, you know, I think and the FA Cup is the FA Cup. And while we should be taking it seriously, there's still no doubt in my mind that the league should come first. And if we were to make that huge decision, um, if Bloom was to make that decision and pull that trigger, uh, he has a couple of weeks to do it. Um, to get someone in and get things working the way they want to work very briefly, you know, for that that two or three weeks. Um, my only issue is I don't know who would who would come in for him. Um, I don't know anybody that I would rather have uh, at this stage. Um, you know, Claudio Ranieri has just been fired today from Fulham. I'm not sure I'd want him. He's not been able to do anything with Fulham, and they have a talented squad. Um, I certainly won't want Big Sam at the Amex. Uh, I won't want Pulis. I won't want Pardew. I won't want any of these kind of relegation gurus. Um, you know, if we're looking anywhere, I, I wouldn't mind Johnson at Bristol City. Um, I wouldn't mind looking abroad for somebody who's actually got real experience as opposed to just some randomer. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a, not a very nice question to talk about, and there's probably people rolling their eyes at the idea of that conversation even taking place. But the the cold, logical view of a businessman trying to keep his investment at the best it could possibly be will have to take a very long, very hard look at the end of this game if we don't take three points. Even if we only get a draw, I think that Bloom, Bloom will have to take a long, hard look because it's a failure not to win. Um, it's been the first time in the Premier League uh, we have had this situation. Um, we have, you know, we've held the nerve for the first time in a long time when we gained promotion um, and we, we came up good. But this is the first time in a long time since the playoffs several years ago now where we really had almost a cup final vibe to a single league game. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how far we have come since then um, and how well we can hold our nerve when it comes to a game this massive. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, frankly. I, I dread it. <laughs> um, it's a scary option to look at, so we'll just have to wait and see. Um, trying to think of anything else I have to say other than the last piece I want to go through, but I don't think there's really much more, um, you know. We we were all right at Leicester, but we need to get better. Um, I would line up for line up for Huddersfield for me would be Ryan in goal, uh, Bruno at right back. Like I said last week, I would like to see him come back in. He is the captain. Um, Lewis Dunk does his best, but I think that Bruno just has that oomph that we need. Uh, Duffy and Dunk at centre half, uh, and Bernardo at left back desperately. Um, I would play Knockout on the right. I would play Proper and Bissouma in the middle. 
I know this is broad and it's never going to happen, but this is what I would do. Uh, proper and Basuma in the middle. I would have Izquierdo on the left if you think he can play the full game. If not, I would still have him start and play an hour. Um, or even just 45 minutes. I think we need him badly. Uh, and I would play Andone Amori up front and I'll go 4-4-2. Four, four, Why not? He played it for three years in the prim- in the, in the championship. Hutton knows how to play 4-4-2. Four, four, this, this set of players can play a 4-4-2. Four, four, why not? We have nothing to lose at this point. This game is... We're not scoring enough goals. We're conceding too many goals in 4-3-3. If we're not going to go 4-4-1-1, let's go 4-4-2. Um, honestly, I think it's probably going to look very similar to that, but Andone won't start, and I'm sure that Soli March or Ali Reza will start uh, instead of Izquierdo, um, and we'll probably play a 4-4-1-1, and Dale Stevens will pop in there, and Pissouma or Proper will play further forward. Uh, ideally, it would be proper after this week, uh, but we'll see. Um, and my last thing, uh, which is a pretty big one for you, um, this is going to be my last podcast for uh, a couple of weeks. Um, I will not be on the air um, until uh, post-Millwall, or maybe before Millwall. Um, I'm going on vacation for two weeks. Uh, I'm going to sunny Iceland. Um, for two weeks, I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to have my laptop with me. I'm not going to have my recording equipment with me because we're going to be doing a lot of traveling. Um, <coughs> little did I know how much of an inopportune time this holiday would come um, with this week or two coming up. But it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I won't be. I won't be posting any new episodes now. Um, I will be back in the country on the 14th of March. Um, and honestly. Uh, Depending on what's happened the, the next two games, uh, you know, I'll either, I, I, we'll, we'll play it by ear. One way or another, um, Monday the 18th will absolutely have an episode, whether it's uh, episode 33 or 32. Um, and depending on A, time, and B, what's happened over the last two weeks, uh, I may well do one on the 14th or the 15th. Um, probably the 15th. Um, but we'll see. So, yeah. That's it from me for a couple of weeks. Um, You know, cheer the team on. Pray we get some results. I know it's an awful time. I'll do my best to tweet (laughs) for what it's worth. Um, Please get your feedbacks in. Uh, Again, I love any recordings that you've got from your post-match thoughts and feelings. I would love to get a montage together uh, for when I get home. That would be amazing. So if you can give me your thoughts, feelings, thoughts, concerns, worries, elations, miseries, commiserations, suicide notes, whatever you've got for me, I would love you to get them over to me uh, before I get home. And I will cram it all into one episode. Uh, It's probably going to be a big one. So, yeah. Be safe. I'll see you in two weeks. Uh, Come on the Albion. Hopefully we can get a win against Huddersfield and we can get that kind of monkey off our back. So have a good one. I'll see you soon and uh, be safe.